Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain. Listen up, ladies and gentlemen. This is Cover 2. Not man-to-man. Not zone. It's Cover 2. I will win the crowd. I will give them something they've never seen before. It's covered too with Joe Davis and Cole Bartimus. Hey, X World, it's me, yours truly. Now, I know I went to college on a football scholarship, but somehow this map is not adding up to me. You're driving a car at roughly 160 miles an hour on a public street and end up killing a girl and her dog and you get three to ten years. You go to a hotel room that you're invited to to retrieve your own personal stolen property, property I now have because it was ruled to be mine by the state of California, and you get nine to 33 years. Same courthouse, same city, same state. I don't know. Somehow it just does not add up to me. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, all right. And that voice you hear is OJ Simpson on cover two on 590 The Fan uh, talking about the Henry Ruck situation. You said that like he was a guest on the show. I did. I just wanted everyone to know who that voice was. This is Joe Davis. And as always, alongside me is Cole Bartimus. And we have a, a special guest here today as well. We have our uh, morning intern from the Frank Cusimano show, Bonnie. She's in here. So it's her last day as well. So we're giving her a little radio time for her last day before she goes back to college in Spring Hill. I was thinking Alabama. of preparing a, uh, a graduation speech, and then I realized I have no idea what is spoken at graduation speeches, so I I, I put I, nothing together. I can't tell you what either. I actually didn't. <laughs> I didn't even attend my college graduation. Really? Oh, was it COVID? No, although the year before. So I graduated in five years. And a bunch of my friends graduated in four years. So, yeah, so what's the point? I, w- I wouldn't have been there with my friends. I wouldn't have wanted to take a bunch of pictures. I wouldn't have wanted to sit there for three hours listening to people I don't care about just so I, my entire row could get up and we could all raise our hands together. Uh, that, but you're a beast. That didn't do like, it. That would have went by pretty fast. You could have left after you got it. Yeah, or I could. These aren't bad. Or I could have just picked it up a week later That's like true. I did. That's true. <laughs> Went and got my diploma. But Bonnie's graduating. Henry Ruggs is going to prison. <laughs> OJ, OJ, OJ didn't do it. OJ's reminding everybody that he went to prison for stealing his own stuff that was always his. So that was that's great. It's an eventful day. And the really second in the second segment, we'll have an update on everything going on with all the former Cardinals now with their new teams. Spoiler alert: Paul DeYoung bad, but that's okay. Well, was that surprising? No. Jack Flaherty good. We're also debuting a segment. <laughs> we don't have any imaging for it, but we're gonna have our watched party. Oh, okay. I like Wa- it. Watch. I like it. Now we're not. It's not a watch party because we're not watching all together at the same time. We already watched. But it. we already watched. I it. like what you're doing. We're gonna get there. together and talk about it. So that's how we're gonna do this. 
But um, and I'm assuming that's going to be the uh, Johnny Manziel documentary. Yeah, that's going to be the like uh, the untold documentary. But Bonnie is going back to college. When do you go back to Spring Hill? August 16th. Okay. First August of all, August 16th. What is Spring Hill? Because I, I had never once heard of that school before you went to it. I know nobody knows what I'm talking about when they ask me where I go to college, but it's a small school in Mobile, Alabama. We got a golf course and we're Jesuit. Why'd you go there? Uh-huh. My mom and like four of her siblings went there. So that's how I found it. Okay, so, all, so wait, your, wait, wait. all your friends went to different schools. Yeah, I didn't know anybody going there. Not it's a, a single that didn't scare you at all? Oh, it did. I did not want to go. My mom forced me. It's on into a golf it. course? She, wait, what do you mean she forced you? She was like, we're getting in the car, we're going. I wanted to go to KU, but she didn't think I could handle it. Can't, why, why couldn't you handle Kansas? Too many people. So it's a big school. Too many school. parties, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm know. sure you don't have any of that. We definitely do. You, yeah, you're in Greek life. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I you, am. You're really scared of the, the party <laughs> I style. Try huh? Delta. Go try Delta. Yeah, well, whatever that means. Wait, so I you guys are on a golf a course? Sorority. It's a Jesuit college on a golf course. On a golf course. In That's odd. Most oh. Jesuit schools are usually in a uh, poor area. Yeah, DeSmet's in a very poor area. DeSmet's <laughs> not. I know. That's odd. I'm talking about universities, though. Yeah. I can't even like, name look, you like, like Jesuit at, University. Look at SLU. It's not in the best of areas. No, you were telling me yesterday how you jogged from SLU to Bush State. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Or, or Xavier in Cincinnati. That's a Jesuit school. Not in the best area. Jesuit school universities usually go in a uh, not the best Yeah, all the ones areas. that you go to. Which, and they attract you for some reason. You decided, I don't know how that happened. You decided yeah, right. that SLU was for you, and then Xavier <laughs> was for you. You just... Uh, well, you like, like Bonnie a said, dangerous lifestyle. Like Bonnie said, those weren't really my choices. Right. I was told to go there. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. He gets it. Wait, who he told who me. told you to go to Xavier? My mom. She said I had too much fun at SLU. Mm-hmm. She said you're not going there anymore. You're going to a smaller school. Smaller than SLU? Xavier's half the size of SLU. SLU's not that big. Yeah, I know, but Xavier's half the size. I think so. Go from it's like going from. 16,000 to Were 7, they at the A10 at the same time? Yes, for a little bit. Yes, they were. Well, when I was there, they were still in the A10, yes, for like two years, and then they left. All right. Well, you know what? Well, we got college talk and life talk going on. <laughs> and I actually want to, like, actually, like, learn from both of you because you and I have had these conversations a few uh-huh. times. But, like, what went into your decision making for the college? And, uh, Joe, I'll throw it to you because we just got her answer. What, what, so you initially went to SLU, then you went to Xavier. What was that whole life trajectory well, plan? I wanted to go to Dayton. I didn't get into Dayton, but I got into SLU. Wait a minute. How'd you not get into Dayton? I don't know. That's okay, a great you, question. You almost got into Notre Dame. Apparently, Chaminade doesn't open that many right. doors for Chaminade, you. Chaminade, a school. I didn't get into a Marinus school in Dayton, but I got into a Jesuit school at SLU. Marinus meaning what? It's just another uh, type of... Catholicism? Like, yeah, exactly. Kind of like Jesuit. They follow Mary. Jesuits follow a certain oh, style, yeah. Jesus. Their patron probably. saint is Mary. Marianist, their patron saint is the Mother Mary. Gotcha. Basically. I, I actually dated a girl for like two and a half years who ended up, who was at Dayton. And so it's I've, a fun I've, school. I've been there a couple of times. It was okay. You've been to the it ghetto? Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, was fun. Yeah. Holy cow. I, that was fun. I they have great St. Patrick's Day parties there. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure, actually. When I was at Xavier, we would drive to Dayton just for that. For yeah, St. Patrick's oh, Day. I've, I've, I've seen pictures on m- many a Snapchat story <laughs> of the, the Dayton campus. So what did, what did you what are you majoring in now? Broadcast journalism. All right. What is the end goal? You got to have an end goal. I want to be a sideline reporter. Which sport? Baseball or hockey? Ba- oh. I thought you were a basketball girl. Yeah, but I don't. I don't know. 
I feel like baseball or hockey is easier to obtain in St. Louis. Ah, okay. oh, I see what you're doing there. So, yeah. well, this is the place to be because Jim Hayes does the Cardinals and Andy Strickland does the Blues. I so, know my boys. check and check. So, this is the place to be I'm connected. Joe, what was your uh, what were your career goals coming out of college? Coming out of college, were my career goals? Yeah. I wanted to. Did be, you have Did you have the the five, the ten, and the well, twenty no, year plan? No, not really. At first, I wanted to be like the next Mel Kiper or Todd McShay. Like, I was all about the draft, and then. Well, first, when I first went to college... Then the Rams left, and you're like, wow. I'm still a Rams fan. No, not at all. (laughs) When I first went to college, I wanted to do journalism. I wanted to be a newspaper writer and write sports journalism. That's what I went to college for. I've never had any interest in being a writer, because that always seemed like overkill to me. Well, I'm I'm actually... It's like my one skill. Really? Because I can write pretty well, yes. You can write better than you can talk? Yes, absolutely. Easily. Oh, yeah, big time. I, I can write very well. So, that's what I wanted to do, but when I went to college, I just... I started to realize how yellow journalism was kind of creeping back in where the sensationalism and just really trying to make headlines just to get people to click. Like that's when it really first started in 2011 for me. When I went to college, I I noticed that right away. And I was like, I don't think I want to go this route. So then after college, I went to a broadcast, the broadcast center in St. Louis. Uh, it's not open anymore, but it was a place where they taught you how to run the board and how to do all the auto audio editing and things like that. So that's what I did from there, and then ended up taking the radio route. So you decided, you know what? I'm not going to make it off of my writing. I need people to hear my voice when not, I issue my hot takes. Not that. No, I didn't like yeah. the way newspaper writing was going. I, I kind of saw it before it all. Like I knew, I thought newspapers would still be around and prevalent, but I didn't like the way they were going with the sensationalism. So of you it. took a stand against 100 the journalism. Oh, absolutely. The, the journalistic lack of integrity. Oh, absolutely. I took a, a media literacy class in college, and I was just like, "Oh wow, they're just fooling all of us." Literally. How so? so? Just so many. Like, what, what were some of your big takeaways from that course? Uh, just the little things that you don't really see that your your mind sees, but you don't physically see. Like, there's so many different things on movie poster boards, commercials, things that you don't really see unless you do a frame-by-frame image. And then you go, oh, that's the way they're trying to get me to advertise and buy this product. It's stuff that you don't really see physically. Like, your brain processes it, but everything's moving so fast that you don't even recognize what you're seeing. Okay, now I want to – I didn't even know that I was going to ask this question, but how has – and I'll start with you, Judge, because you've been in the business longer. And I, I mean, you've kind of been in it just for studying in it. How has being in this business affected how you viewed sports? Oh, uh, that's a great question. Thank I you. You're also just saying that because you no, can't no, think of the not. answer in your no, skull. No, it's not. No, it's a great question because I can't. I know that tactic. No, I've heard it many I, a time. No, I swear, not this time. I've noticed that the more I've been in the uh, sports media, the less sports media I watch. Like, I can't. I can't do it. It's just so bad nowadays. Like you, you'll notice it. We're like, just because when you're in the industry, you get a little inside information every now and then, and then you see it on Sports Center or something, and you go, it's just completely wrong. Like you know, it's obviously wrong, but they're gonna sit there and talk about it for two days, yeah. and it's just like this is really bad sports like information that you're providing here because I know that's not right. The more I'm in the industry, the more I can't listen to other radio shows or TV shows or things related to sports because I just know they don't know what they're talking about. Oh, gosh. What? Well, you can just say it hasn't changed yet, and then we can say, okay, well, you're changed. young. That'll, that, that's a good a little. Like, it's more interesting to watch and know that like there's so much more going on behind like a game and how it's made, like who's picked and why. 
and like how trades are done and how people are actually like super interested in the little things. But like other than that, I just watch it like normal. I think you brought up an interesting point, Joe, about the national media and how like now that we know how the performance of radio and how the performance of talk shows work, we now can look at other talk shows and know exactly when they're cutting every single corner possible. And you kind of lose some respect for them, especially like at a national level. Like some Mm -hmm. of the stuff... And this is why I actually kind of jumped to, kind of jumped to Colin Coward's defense with the whole Dwayne Haskins scenario, is that he was trying to make a point. He had his producers bring up a list of all the draft picks, and then he just read the first three names that he looked at, and one of them just yeah. happened to be Dwayne Haskins. So, uh, no, no, no. That, that's a lot of people's fault in that situation. Well, yeah, he, he screwed up and he was wrong for it, but you can kind of you can kind of see how things work a little bit. But he went full around Burgundy there. He, yes. he was just reading what was on the screen. Yes, and he, and he. But the point that everybody took away from that, and that's something that I've noticed, is that the takeaway that some listeners get, I can kind of see that's not what the host was intending, for better or worse. By the way, sometimes I'm like, yeah. Dude, this host is fooling you. But like, yeah, but that whole. Uh, segment, how are you falling for this lag? Like he's not putting in any work none. into this segment, and you guys think that this is the biggest but deal ever. That's you, not fair. You saw that Colin Cowherd segment though, where he was saying like, these are all the players drafted since. Uh, 2013, yeah. and these are the quarterbacks who can't win a Super Bowl. The graphic said can win a Super Bowl, and then he brings up Dwayne Haskins, and then they also had EJ Manuel on there, who's not even in the league anymore. I, it was just a whole. It was just bad. It, it, it was. was it, bad. Was bad. it was bad. The graphic department didn't help either. But yeah, it, was, it was just a. Yeah. It's definitely being in this job has definitely changed the way that I perceive mm-hmm. the media itself. Sports wise, I was really nervous coming to this city because. It is. I was fascinated by the fact that it was the only baseball town in America. I was really fascinated by that, and because I'm a big baseball fan. But being from Columbus, we're kind of in between Cleveland and Cincinnati, and then even then, I mean, it is football central in that state. It's statewide football is king, and so I was really interested to kind of, you know, get back to my baseball upbringing, sorta. But I was nervous. I'm like, how are we going to find interesting things to talk about? All year long, there are 162 games. How in the world are you supposed to come on the radio after a game and act like what you saw last night always mattered? Yeah, but it's tough. You pick up on things, and being with Rammer and Nate has been absolutely awesome, and uh, it's been an absolute pleasure working with them because you, you just you see things differently with right. those guys who've been covering baseball forever. Yes, we, we've been lucky to be surrounded by the people we've been surrounded by. Absolutely, and they've taught us a lot. And even if if you grilled me right now and said five things that you've learned from working with Nate and Rammer, I don't know if I could list you five things, but I guarantee you that what I would, if I were to host a, a baseball themed radio show, I would know how to do a, it. A year ago, <laughs> it would sound a lot different than what I would do Absolutely. now. So you just pick up on little things that you don't even realize that you pick up on. I think that's something that I've really learned from yeah, being yeah. in this business. And I think people in this business don't realize that either. Mm-hmm. You you can learn from everyone. You don't have to agree with the, that person's style or the way they talk about things. But you can learn from them. I learn from everybody I encounter on radio, and I take parts from everything that they do. And I think it's helpful. Like, there's Everybody has a different style. Oh, yeah. Working with a, du- a bunch of different people is a good thing. And Joe Absolutely. and I both yeah. have worked with a million different people. I've been here for a year, and I've worked with like 15 different people on the air. And it's helpful, though. Yeah, because you, you pick up on... It's, you can work with anybody. It's helpful in both directions. You pick up things that you like... And you also pick up things that you don't like and you know not to do that. Exactly. And so it's just really fascinating stuff. So it's been a pleasure having you here for the past month. Thank you. What'd you pick up from me? What'd you learn? Joe, <laughs> you she first. just put you on. No, she, she asked you. She, put, she was looking at you and she asked the question. 
She put you on the I'm spot. Kidding. Probably nothing. I don't know. I'm, I'm kidding. I've, I've been an intern here before, so I I, I kind of know how it yeah. goes. Yeah, it can't be nerve wracking. Yeah, it can be nerve wracking for I, sure. You and I never crossed paths. I don't think. Maybe no, once or twice because Rocky was still here. So yeah, no, yeah. maybe once or twice. I think you were over overnight. Maybe once or twice with Bernie oh. Show, and I, I was in with Tuna. I remember seeing you once or twice, but that was about it. Dang it! I feel bad for not remembering. Yeah, you. I remember Jackson. I remember uh, Rockio. Can't Man, I'm kind of hard to re- harder to forget out of those people. Yeah. I'm just saying. I, I remember Bernie. I remember everybody else, but uh, we're having everybody but the black guy. Uh, no, I knew <laughs> that's that. what you just said. I, I, no, I'm just saying. No, you guys also had a lot of uh, broadcast at Schnooks back in the we day. We did. We did. You guys were on location. For COVID, a lot. every Thursday we were on location. Yeah. So I'll give you that. Uh, I'll man, let you get out of this. Man thing. with the pit bull. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even there for that. That's funny. But we we're having fun. Just uh, we're having <laughs> a little graduation fun. ceremony on the air for uh, for Bonnie. But we don't have a commencement speaker, so we're kind of just doing an interview. We're this is to the know, commencement speech, right? This is a, a final get to know you a little bit. We're letting everybody kind of just tell their tell their life story. We have some other stuff coming up. We got a uh, a little update. I guess we can do the ex-girlfriend report style because they all are ex-girlfriends Oh, you can now. play that. Look, yeah. the, 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 the imaging and everything. Yeah, yeah. We, we do have imaging for that, all right? Yeah. That is an official segment on this show. So we have six former Cardinals who are out and about with their new teams. We can give you updates on them. We're going to have our watched party uh, on Untold Johnny Football, the new documentary on Netflix. I never like to do that stuff the day after, after yeah. because you got to give everybody a little bit of time. It's been a couple days, right? Yeah, it's, it's been a few. I'm pretty sure I watched it on Tuesday, so it, you guys have had time to anybody watch Anybody that cares has probably seen it already, If right? you were interested in watching it. So we're not spoiling it like crazy, but that's what we're going to do. And uh, Johnny Manziel, the last quarterback to beat Alabama twice? Yes, because Ole Miss had two different quarterbacks. Yeah, that's what I'm they had, saying. Oh my God, Bo Wallace yeah. is that his Trevor name? Trevor Lawrence didn't beat him twice. Did no? Uh, Deshaun Watson? No, they he split. didn't beat him twice. Yeah, they split. I don't know. Johnny Manziel, the last quarterback to beat Alabama twice. No, no, Alabama beat him the second year. Did they? In A and M. Okay, one hundred percent. But anyway, uh, we have a whole lot to talk about, and maybe even going to have a little bit more fun at the very end. You know, the, our, th- our third segment is always the most fun, so we're going to keep it going here on Cover Two on Five Round of the Fan and Five Round of the Fan Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.